All right, good morning, everybody. We want to welcome you to our morning worship service. We are here at our location, but you're where you're at, but we thank you for joining us. We'll give everybody a moment to tune in. I see a couple people jumping on. Good morning, wherever you're at. I think we have some from Michigan watching. Already. And so good morning, everybody. We're going to take a moment before we get started. Um, today is also known as the International Day of Prayer for Children. And so I wanted to share um, um, some thoughts about, well, good morning. We've got some of our very own joining us. and share what the thought was about the International Day of Prayer for this year. And so it was based off of the passage, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, and it says, Then I heard the Lord saying, Whom shall I send to my people? Who will go to represent us? I spoke up and said, I will be the one. Send me. Good morning, Miss Janice. See you there. And so we want to just thank everybody for who's tuning in. We started today Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. And it says, Then I heard the Lord saying, Whom shall I send people to my people who will go to represent us? And I spoke up saying, I will be the one, send me. And that's Isaiah 6, 8 from the Passion Translation. And so today we want to start off our prayer time um, by thinking about the youth and the families who are facing uncertain times right now. You know, we want to pray that they have an opportunity to serve. We want to pray that they're encouraged. And we want to pray that our youth at this time are empowered so that they can become the unique individuals that God has created them to be. That he may be using them for his glory, that his plans for them will come to fulfillment, and that they might be willing to live their life for his glory. We've got Captain Jana in Fort Worth joining us. Good morning. And so we're going to take a moment. We're going to pray for them. But at that time, when I say a prayer for them, if you have a prayer request that you're going to want us to pray for during our prayer time, we'll give you guys time as we're praying to go ahead and comment if you guys have any spoken prayer concerns. But right now, as we're doing that, we're just going to pray over the children in observance of the International Day of Prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, Lord. We lift up the children, Lord, who some may be so young that they don't even understand what is happening in the world around them right now, Lord. And we thank you for those that have faith, Lord. And we just ask right now that they be empowered, that they be encouraged that they might, even at their young age, realize that they too can be a vessel, an instrument of your word and your will. 
And we just pray for them at this time. Jesus. Amen. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go into our prayer, time of praise reports and prayer concerns. Um, we may be doing this virtually, but we're going to keep going. Um, so feel free. Uh, we're monitoring it. If you have a spoken prayer concern you want us to lift up there. Of course, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, so shall he be. And of course, I mean, we're gathered here already. Um, there's about 11 people watching, so we've got 11 people gathered here today. And so, good morning, sir. And um, we're just thankful that we're gathered here. This unique opportunity to gather together from wherever we may be. And so, um, if you have a spoken prayer concern, we invite you to list it in the comments at this time. And we're going to be in prayer for that. And we just want to talk about some of the prayer concerns we have locally. Um, we do know we want to keep praying for those that are being affected by um, our shelter-in-place mandate who may find themselves worried about financial security, job security. Um, it is presenting many unique challenges that people are fearful of. And so we just want to pray for their encouragement Pray for their peace. Pray for those who are facing uncertain times. All right, we have a prayer request coming in from Miss Brianna. She wants to pray for the essential workers at her mom's hospital. Um, they actually have had somebody through there actually contact, uh, contract the virus. And so Brianna would like to pray for the rest of the workers there at the hospital. So we will definitely be doing that, Ms. Brianna. And she would also like to give a praise report. Um, she will be working at a Salvation Army camp this summer, and she's very excited that she got the job. Yes, Miss Janice, pray for the Arkansas community that got hit by the tornado yesterday. And then, of course, the people that have COVID-19 and our country, our world. Um, we're living in unprecedented times and the fact that, you know, the world has been through a pandemic before, but for most of us, we have never seen something like this. And with technology as it is today, I guess we just know a lot more about what's going on. And so we'd definitely be in prayer for those, be in prayer for our brothers and sisters in Arkansas who were already experiencing difficult times and now are experiencing even more. Any other spoken concerns that anyone would like to add? All right, if you have one that you would like to add, up the prayer for Navarro County, yes, definitely, Ms. Janice. Anyone else have a spoken prayer concern they would like to add in the comments? Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now this day. We take this opportunity to lift up our world, your people. Lord, like Brianna and Janice have asked for, we pray for the essential workers, the ones that are working 
at the hospitals, the ones that are just working anywhere to help keep this country running, Lord. We thank them for their dedication and we just put a hedge of protection around them and ask that you keep them safe, keep them well, and encourage them. We know that some are actually already working. Um, we pray for Miss Janice herself as she's an essential employee at the pharmacy. And we pray for those who are experiencing the difficulties in Arkansas who were affected by the tornado, Lord. We pray for those who are suffering from this illness and those who may not have contracted it but are feeling the pains that this illness has caused through uncertainties in their jobs, uncertainties in their finances. And we just pray, Lord, for peace for those that worry. And we just ask that you be with us. May everyone be able to feel you, trust you, and in your mighty power. We just ask these things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. All right. When I found out it was the National Day of Prayer for Children and I looked at that scripture, it was only fitting that we share it today and make that prayer today because it was kind of where we were going to talk about. Now, if you'll see what our sermon title is, it says something about running the race. Now, since most of us are sheltering in our houses, we may think, wait a minute, <laughs> what kind of race are we going to be running? But I want to challenge us that we, as believers, as the body of the church, as the body of Christ, have such a unique opportunity to be his hands and his feet, to be a light in what seems like the darkest of times. If you Google how many people go to church on a regular basis, it's actually a study that says that maybe 37% say that they attend church weekly. But interestingly enough, there was also some reports that came out recently as many churches took to streaming their services for the first time ever to the point where it is estimated that a total of 7 million people attended church through streaming services including those who were using a popular YouVersion church online platform app, which quadrupled the number of attendees than they have ever had before. Times may have been changing more rapidly than we feel comfortable with. But we have been given an opportunity through trust to be instruments of change. Now, I just read that they postponed the Olympics in Tokyo because of this, but anyone really enjoy watching the Olympics? I know I do. I have some that I DVR and watch whenever I can. 
especially since they're streaming them live from all over the world. And sometimes they're doing it at three o'clock American time. And as much as I may want to watch women's gymnastics prelims, I'm not staying up to three o'clock in the morning to watch it. I'll record it and watch it later. And I remember even as a kid, people would record it on VCRs to watch it later. And right now, we have seen an unprecedented amount of unity and rallying. The world has come together. And some may think, hmm, it's just a sprint to the distance. But I want us to think about what kind of race we're running. I want to tell you guys about the Kentucky Derby. It's not just once around the track. It's several laps. And here's the thing. Out of the hundreds of horses that are even nominated, only 20 have run enough races, have ran far enough, if you will, to even qualify. And there have been horses in history where they thought, hmm, maybe they're not going to actually finish the race. Or if they do, they're not going to finish well. But those are people who think and look at the world with a sprinting mentality. You see, during those multiple laps, horses like Mind That Bird in 2009 was able to rally during some of the last final laps and through a long shot, pressed on and managed to not just finish the race, but win it. And so, I want us to realize that as Christians, especially during a time of uncertainty, it may seem like we are in the midst of a race that we don't even know how long it's going to last. But we are to be prepared, not with a sprinting mentality, but with perseverance. That we will be persistent in our faith. That we will be persistent in the race, faithful and trusting in him. And I want us to take a moment. Everyone look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy. Chapter 3, starting with verse 10. And we see here that Paul is talking to Timothy. But the charge that he gives Timothy is one that to this day 
can stand for us, does stand for us. Starting in verse 10 of 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says, You, however, know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Listeria, the persecutions I endured? Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. While evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you've learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. Many of us may recognize these next two verses. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I have always found comfort in that part. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You see, Paul was telling Timothy that your walk with Christ, your faith in him, isn't a sprint to the finish line. There are going to be times when you will feel almost depleted. There are going to be times when you wonder if you have the energy to even finish. But he is saying to press on to persevere. He tells Timothy, I have persevered and I know because of my perseverance I will be rewarded and I tell you the same. And just as he tells Timothy, that is for us. To press on. Now, in order to press on, there are some steps that we need to be taking. 
ways to be prepared. We have to do things to develop our stamina in running this race. We have to find fuel. We have to learn things to help us go further. I mean, what good is fuel if you don't use it? Do you gas up your car to just let it sit? You have to use the fuel just like you have to use what you learn through his word. And then you need to remember that even in hard times, keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on the prize of eternal life. And in keeping your eyes on that prize, encourage others as well as you run this race. So, if this is a race that we're preparing to do, a marathon, if you will, those who don't properly prepare will burn out. If you start the pace too fast, you will not get to the finish line if you haven't trained. If you're not prepared with stamina to make the race last, to go as far as you can for as long as you can, then you may find it difficult to get to the end. So what? How? Can we prepare for difficult times? How do we grow our faith, increase our faith? How do we build stamina in the midst of hardships, of difficulties, and of hard times? One essential way. through his word. Paul reminds Timothy to stay in the word of God. Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. And he even reminds him in verse 16 of chapter 3 in 2 Timothy. Because all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, corrupting, and the training in righteousness, so that every man of God, every woman of God, every child of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Paul says right here that if you're wanting to build stamina, if you're wanting to prepare to run what is probably going to be the hardest and longest race that you will ever engage in, the race to finish. And to finish well, 
like he says in verses 7 and 8 of chapter 4, then you're going to need to know the word of the Lord. And thankfully, access to the word of the Lord is so much easier than it has ever been before. To tell you the truth, I've got several devices up here to do multiple things. I had taken some screenshots of things I wanted to share, like statistics and things like that on my phone. I am sharing the message that I'm reading from my tablet. And honestly, I'm monitoring your comments on my iPad. And then of course, old fashioned, I have my actual Bible right here. But here's the thing. All of those devices can be used to access the word of the Lord, including the Bible itself. I can find his word within seconds. And yet, even with his word being so accessible, the sad truth is, so many of us do not even know it. I once seen a skit done in a meeting. And it started off in a fun way. And I will have to admit that even I too have surprised people with the song lyrics that I remember and can recite word for word, especially some of them that are just stuck and ingrained in my head. I mean, we know nursery rhymes. How many of us honestly could sit here and maybe go through the song of some of our favorite TV shows. Your life's a joke, you're broke, right? From Friends. We have the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Most of us can even say that if we grew up watching it. We have a lot of little ditties and things that can be stuck in our head that we don't even realize. And yet they seem to stay there and take up space because we've, at one point in time, been saturated in our exposure to it. So the question is, in order to build stamina in this race that we are racing, are we saturating ourselves in his word? You see, we are engaged in a war, in a fight, in a battle, to the very ends of our life. And the truth of the matter is, is that the enemy, the enemy may even know the Bible better than most of us. When he used it to tempt Jesus, he was able to cite it, to quote it, chapter and verse. And when it came down to it, Jesus was able to respond in kind with chapter and verse. We not only need to know his word, though, but to be saturated in it, to know what the scriptures mean, 
God's word is a light unto itself. The Bible teaches us how we are to live our lives. It gives us guidance to follow, and it tells us what attitudes, what behaviors are to be praised, what things please the Lord, and what things should be rebuked and what displeases him. In the rules and instructions for godly living, it is clearly laid out in his word. And we are also told to be an example for others to follow. That they might know about God. That they might see a godly example through us as we are saturated in his word. And so, the Bible, in whatever platform that you can gain access to it, is essential fuel to producing stamina. But we're just starting this race. How do we keep going lap after lap. You see, it may be enough just to have memorized scripture to be able to quote it, but honestly, what has memorizing certain verses of songs or opening credits for some of our favorite TV shows ever done for us? It's not just enough to be able to recite it by rote. We need to understand it, to apply it, to learn from it. As Christians, we are called to be an example for others. And in today's times, we have a unique opportunity to set an example in unprecedented ways, reaching an unprecedented amount of people than ever before. But people cannot follow a godly example if that is not what they are seeing. People can't follow a light if you never turn it. And honestly, just being a light may not even be enough. Especially in dark times. As we are the light, it is time to share where our light comes from. From the eternal sun, who never faints, who never grows weary. Who is the same today and yesterday? We not only need to be educated in the Word of God, we need to help educate others. The world <laughs> is full of people who want to know peace, who want to know light in times of darkness. They are desperate 
for God. And it is up to us as his people to set an example and to tell them of a light that will never extinguish. James 1.22 says this. That's James chapter 1. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You don't practice or train for a big event, for a marathon, for a race, just to sit on the sidelines and watch as other people run it. We are in this. We are in it for the distance. We have prepared ourselves. We are ready. The question is, do those see us running this race? Recognize that what we're running towards is a prize worth pursuing. <laughs> if you've watched the news recently or tried to go shopping, you may have felt or even been exposed to a world where it seems that many, many people were only concerned about themselves. the me-first mentality. But as Christians, we are called to be higher in accountability than putting our own concerns above others. Because that is the example we have to follow. We talked earlier about scriptures that most of us can say by rote, and even people who aren't Christians can probably tell you John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, we learn two very important things in that one scripture verse. First, the example of what love means. It's sacrificial. And two, we learn what the reward is. We learn what is awaiting us at the end of this race. We learn what we are racing towards. Matthew 5, 12 echoes that in saying, Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. So what are we doing? How do we run our race? Maybe we run it focusing just on ourselves. Not taking the time 
to encourage someone who seems to be faltering. Not lending a shoulder, a hand, to a person who gets tripped up, who may need help to finish the race. I love watching sports videos, even though I myself and very far from ever being athletically inclined. Unless tripping is a sport and walking into things. And in that case, if it ever becomes an Olympic event, I am good to go. But one of the videos that I will actually watch every time I see it, and it still makes me tear up, or of these two teams, two softball teams playing. And it shows a player at bat. You know, she's set up, she's ready to swing, but something happens. Between her hitting the ball and her being able to run the bases. But here, here, is where we as Christians can learn. We see a modern day example of the Good Samaritan's Hell. Because she is actually sat between two different teammates in a chair-like setting as they proceed to run the bases with her to complete her home run. I tell you that's hell to tell you this, though, because the two people holding her <laughs> were the other team. Are we compassionate enough to help others run the race when they need help? Are we telling them what's at stake? Are we showing them through our example? Let us be willing to go forth to run this race, to show it by examples in such an unprecedented way than ever before. Making people aware of the reward that awaits for them in heaven, the place that Jesus has gone to prepare for us. And so, Sometimes, though, it may not just be enough to have stamina. We need to have passion to finish the race. We need to be willing to keep going. We grow weary at times. But thankfully, we do not have to do it on our own strength because if we rely on ourselves we will always grow faint our strength will be depleted it will not be enough for it's only when we realize as it says in philippians 4 13 that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us paul understood his strength is made perfect in my weakness it's only when we admit that the true source of the fire in our hearts 
isn't a passion from us, but a passion that comes from the Holy Spirit. That we can burn brightly in a fire that will not go out. Our light grows brighter and brighter as we put to knowledge what we have learned from God's word. It grows brighter and brighter when we realize that we do not have to be the one keeping the fan flamed all the time, but when we realize that we can rely on the strength of the Lord. Let us set an example for others to follow, encouraging them to run this race, to keep focused, to continue even when they are weary. As we all look towards the reward that awaits for us. How many of us have felt recently that if indeed we're running a race, we are probably running a race in the sand. Anyone ever tried to run in the sand? Almost not impossible. It's like trying to run in water, if you will. You just don't seem to go anywhere fast. And you tire out easily. Some of us may feel that it's not even just the sand or the water that we're running through. Not only is it difficult, but we have hurdles that we need to try to jump and clear. And sometimes, those hurdles can be intimidating. They can cause fear and worry to overshadow us. And sometimes when we come face to face with these hurdles, with these issues, we ask God for strength or we ask him to move it. And the truth of the matter is, both can be options. You can ask him to remove the hurdles in your path, but also ask him to give you the strength, the power, to even leap over them, to come through them, to have the stamina to run through the sand. To be committed to serving him with nothing holding you back. Are you ready to run that kind of race? You see, this race doesn't involve a track. It's life. We need to understand that this race isn't one that we're trying to get done as soon as we can, but instead focus on making sure that we finish well. There may be some listening, watching today who are in a race completely different than the prize that we're all racing for as Christians. They may not even know 
about the prize that can await them through Christ. And if that is you today, come, won't you join us in this race for eternal life? Maybe you're on this race already. Maybe you're weary, stressed, worn out, and tired. Wondering if you even have enough strength or enough stamina to continue, to finish, let alone finish well. Now's the time to realize that you are not alone. Not only are many of your brothers and sisters in Christ in the same race, but Christ himself is there. And he is your ultimate source of strength and of power. And through him, we can all have strength enough to be able to echo the words of Paul. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race, and now I go toward what I know is awaiting me. I go towards eternal life. I invite you, wherever you are, sitting on your couch, sitting in a chair, living room, or even if you're joining us over breakfast, lunch or dinner, Close your eyes and bow your head. And just take a moment. Take a couple of deep breaths. And as you do, Pray that our Heavenly Father might be filling you anew with his strength, with his power, that you might continue running this race. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you now at this time, and we know, Lord, that in times of uncertainty, you, you are our stronghold, 
a refuge of peace. And we seek you. We seek your peace. Come, may you strengthen us at this time. Pour into us a fresh anointing. Fan the flame in us that it may be burning as a beacon that others might see. See you. Help us, Lord, to be perseverant, to be persistent. May we see those in the world and be able to encourage them. And we just ask, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit among your people as never before. For those who are ill, Lord, we claim and pray for healing. For those whose hearts need to be softened towards your word, may they develop a receptive ear. And we, as the body of Christ, as the church, may we come together, even in a time where we may not be able to physically gather. May we be united as never before. May we truly understand what it means to come together as the body of Christ. to encourage one another to run this race together. Be with us wherever we may be gathering, Lord. Be with each and every one of us across this world. We ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us. You can continue to private message us on our page if you do have a prayer concern that you would like us to be in prayer for during the week. And of course, we invite you back on Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. live, when we do Christ and Crafts. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you all.